my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy Full House Friday, everyone. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Atlanta. Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today, kicking off the month of summer for June. And this is actually two months, guys. This is covering June and July. Jesse's musical career journey. Just like we had Danny's career letter journey series, we now have Jesse's. So June is going to focus on Mad Money and The King and I. Also, the Olsen twins have a birthday. So for each of them, Mary-Kate and Ashley, I will be covering Season 7's The Bicycle Thief and Season 7's Michelle a la carte. We'll continue with Jesse's musical career journey in July with the two-part Captain video parts 1 and 2, Road to Tokyo, and finishing up with Season 8's On the Road again, which... I don't know, a week sauce episode. So, yes, that is what's coming for June and July. So, yes, we're starting all the way at season one. It was episode 21, entitled Mad Money. This episode aired April 29th, 1988. Joey's mother... See, this is... It's really funny because even though this episode's about... Jesse, the title of it is called Mad Money, which is more the side plot, even though the title kind of goes to Joey. Yes, so Joey's mother gives him an old savings bond. It's like $5,000, I think. He tries to pay Danny back an 11-year-old loan, but Danny refuses. Meanwhile, Jesse has a gig as an Elvis impersonator. So, we all know even this is just a taste of Jesse's obsessive Elvis, Elvis that will just carry on throughout the course of the show. It just feels like it's semi-toned down towards the very end because Jesse's got so much stuff going on by the time season 8 comes around. He's got a wife and kids. He's got the radio show. He's managing the Smash Club. He's got a new band. <laughs> he's got so much on his plate that it just seems like every once in a while me, we might get like a curl of the lip or... On Elvis and Press, maybe, maybe, but it just, it just, it seems like that kind of falls by the wayside. Now, we're definitely going to get into this whole side plot here with Joey and the fact that he cannot, I don't know if some of you are like that, I am a little bit with, uh, when it comes to money, you know the whole saying, it feels like it's burning a hole in your pocket, like, oh, I'm gonna spend it, see, that's how you get in trouble. <laughs> Because they always say save something for a rainy day because, and I don't mean a rainy day just to blow on whatever. I mean a rainy day in case something comes up that you're not expecting, hence rainy day fun. So, this episode's got a 6.9 out of 10 based on 318 ratings. We have guest starring 
Arlene Lore, L-O-R-R-E, as Marilyn. She's a Marilyn Monroe lookalike at this, uh, I think it's like rock and, rock and roll heaven. We'll, we'll get to it when we get to that part of the episode. We have Bob Perlow playing the announcer, and that's pretty much it for guest stars. Directed by, of course, Jeff Franklin. Written by Jeff Franklin and Rob Edwards. Oh, we got some connections. We got <laughs> Some Like It Hot, which is a movie starring Marilyn Monroe, Jack Lemon, and Tony Curtis. We got The Buddy Holly Story is a poster in Jesse's room. We got Pee Wee's Playhouse. Joey impersonates him. That's right. Yep. <laughs> Oh, I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> kind of what leads up to that. Okay, we got some user reviews. First up, 6 out of 10, The Way We Are from December 9th, 2013. This review is almost a decade old by Mitch RMP. I think this is an episode that establishes some of the personalities of the characters that will persist throughout the eight-run season. One, Danny is a neat freak. Finally, we see the true Danny Tanner beginning in this episode. As o this person listed as OCS, or it could be OCS. O I've been more, um, this kind of, it, I've always associated Danny's cleanliness with OCD, levels of OCD. It says his OCS is shown a big time in this episode, which I think kind of kicks off more. We see that a lot more in season two going forward. Two, Jesse's love for Elvis is established. Yeah, it really does not feel up to that point that, I mean, we might have gotten, you know, a poster here or there in his room, but other than that. In this episode, we, the family, <laughs> discovers Jesse's secret. Then go watch him perform live. Meanwhile, Joey and Danny are in the middle of a heated conversation over some money Joey borrowed. Their comedy of fighting over Joey taking the money was a riot. Yes, indeed, a very character-establishing episode. Uh, let's see. Here's another one. Okay. 7 out of 10. An eh episode from April 14th, 2021 from Fried Toast 02. Morning spoilers. Season 1 doesn't have too many bangers, but this is not one of them. But it's kind of forget it's kind of forgettable and Danny and Joey's storyline gets annoying for how much of the episode is. That honestly, yes, it does get it agitates you. The constant bickering. We'll get to it. When they should it almost feels like the Joey thing is the main focus and then the Jesse thing is the side plot. I did like the scene of Michelle getting the cookie and DJ trying to pin it on Michelle gave me a good laugh. Also, the mystery of what's in the bag was kind of cool. And also didn't mind the side plot of Jesse as an Elvis impersonator. Seems like something young Jesse would do. Overall, not terrible, but not great either. All right, that's that's not a bad review, really. Oh, oh we got trivia. Okay. The two women to whom Jesse, as Elvis, throws the scarf at the beginning of the performance are actually John Stamos's and Jeff Franklin's mothers. Ah, interesting. Okay. Personal loans do not, often do not have interest. 
basically a personal loan is if you're loaning money to somebody. But if Danny wanted to tie interest to inflation, then he would have gotten 1600 from Joey. Exactly. Two times as much as two times as much money as Danny originally loaned him. Maybe it's not a $5,000. Maybe it's like 1500. I can't remember. It like yeah, you know, that's the thing with season one. It, it's a good season of Full House, but it just two onward is where it hits. Well, honestly, maybe two through seven, eight. It's got like eight feels similar to season one, where it's like like okay, these are new characters. We're getting used to them. By season eight, it's like okay, everyone looks really tired and played out and ready to be kind of done with the show. And by that time, it just, they were not cranking out really great episodes in season eight. They were, like, dragging themselves to the finish line, I guess. As, as harsh as that may seem, you guys know I love the show. Love it, love it, have loved it since I watched it. Even now, podcasting about it going on for almost four years, I still love it. But there are some episodes that I just, like... The series coming up, the not-so-great-in-my-opinion of Season 8, when eventually I'll get to those later this year. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, first of all, before I get into the episode, I want to let all the Tanner newbies, a.k.a. the po new podcast listeners, I want to say welcome aboard the Tanner Train, a.k.a. the podcast. Thank you for jumping aboard. Let you know just how things kind of run here with the Full House, Fuller House podcast. First of all, this is an ears of, of all ages Full House, Fuller House podcast. That means you can listen to it on your speaker, in the car, while you're picking up your kids from school, what have you. You don't got to worry about me dropping any F-bombs, H-bombs, S-bombs, any inappropriateness. There is none of that here. I created this podcast because, one of all, I love the show and I grew up with it. And I wanted to create something that was safe for parents to listen to with their kids. And overall, just people, again, that who grew up with the show and love it as much as I do. Another thing about this podcast is, I don't go episode by episode, season by season. If you've just started listening, you know that I do themes either based on characters or whatever pops out of my head. You know, I've done holiday episodes, certain time I did a summer fun episode or series of episodes, which I believe was from June and July. I also, beginning, covered end of the school year. I also covered several back-to-school series of episodes. So, another thing you might notice is this year I'm not really doing any full or Fuller House episodes. That's because at the end of 2023, I will have completed all episodes of Full House. 2024 is where I am wrapping up the Fuller House portion of this podcast. Now, I have like maybe 30-some episodes left between seasons one and five. Episodes I basically have not gotten to in the almost four years of this podcast. So, bear with me. I mean, there are some episodes of Fuller House that aren't necessarily my favorite. Maybe not your favorite either, but also... 
just because I finish both shows as of next year does not mean this podcast is just going to fall into the void and just stop existing. I have so many fun ideas coming down the pike with awesome behind-the-scenes videos from YouTube, PSAs, just just fun, fun stuff. I got Stephanie Full House books I want to review for the podcast. Also, other, like, compilation podcast episodes, like, oh, who's the worst character, or worst guest characters, basically. What I mean, you got Stavros, you got Rusty, you got Gia is definitely making this list. Just, we could even do, there's just so many ideas and compilations of lists that I can come up with. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So, also, aside from the shows, I also do family movie reviews when I review movies that I grew up with that I want to share with you all. So... One last thing, of course, is if you've been listening for a bit to the podcast and you want to share some podcast love love for the podcast, I ask just a moment of your time, if you go to iTunes, search Full House or Fuller House Podcast, the Ome Lanta Holy Tulupas Podcast will pop up. Scroll down to where it says leave a review and leave a review. All five-star reviews do have the help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. Also, if you'd like to share your Full House memories, you can also go on Facebook, search Full House Podcast. The podcast will pop up. You can send me a message. You can email the podcast at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. All sorts of things. If you guys have ideas for compilation podcasts down the road, Email them to me. I would love to hear your input 100%. So, of course, with Season 1, we all know there are no cold opens yet. Those did not exist in Season 1. So, without further ado, let's jump into the very first episode of this new series entitled Jesse's Musical Career Junery. Alright, so we come out of the intro, and Danny and DJ are hanging out on the couch. Stephanie's there. She's practicing her show-and-tell, so she's gotten adjusted to kindergarten, which is great. Because Danny's like, alright, Steph, we're ready whenever you are. Practice your show-and-tell. So, I like how Stephanie does it. She's like, hello, boys and girls. For show-and-tell today, I brought something cuddly, cute, and adorable. And you immediately would think, oh, she's bringing... Well, if they had a dog, if they had common at this point. Like, I mean, just cute, cuddly, and adorable. Makes me think of a kitten or a puppy. Not a baby. <laughs> I don't think baby when I think that. But how is a baby cuddly? I mean, I don't know. But then again, she could even be talking about Mr. Bear, which really doesn't get introduced until season two, really. She's Mr. Bearless at this point. So, Stephanie walks behind the couch and she says, may I present, may I present, so it just seems like, I don't know, Jody was repeating her line for a second. Like, maybe the Olsen baby wasn't ready, because she has to go behind the couch to grab her. 
Michelle. <laughs> and she says, Michelle is a baby. Hobbies are drooling and babbling. Okay, we don't got to get that personal stuff. She's like, under here is her diaper, which I'm not allowed to change. Which is interesting because in Fuller House, when Stephanie is changing baby Tommy's diaper, she's like, oh, I changed Michelle's diaper so much, it seemed like there are two of her. When did you change this child's diaper? Because if you think about it, by the time season one is done, well, gosh, when does, oh, I don't know. I don't want to get into toilet training with Michelle. <laughs> I love what she says, but I'm not allowed to change, but I've seen people do it, and it's gross. Well, Steph, you don't remember, but a, a while back, probably five years ago, you know, you were going through the same thing, and I'm sure DJ probably thought, yeah, I remember changing your diaper, Steph. It was gross. So Stephanie asks for questions, and DJ raises her hand. I wonder what the question is going to be. I love what she said. Yes, little girl. <laughs> oh, come on. No kid in her class is going to ask, oh, does Michelle have a big sister who's really cool? I bet anything that Stephanie's going to say, yes, she does. It's me. <laughs> yes, she does, Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie's like, yes, she does, me. Thank you. Like. I feel like DJ, nobody in my class knows who you are. So, of course. And, hello, Michelle has two big sisters. Of course, Danny's like, oh, that was wonderful. Apparently, they're killing time waiting for something to happen. Because the TV's not on. Joey's not there. Jesse's not there. It's a rarity. It's just, it's, it's, I'm just saying, yes, it is a rarity that Danny is there hanging out with his three daughters without Joey or Jesse there. Usually there's always, you know, one of them there, all hanging out together. Danny goes over to pick up Michelle and says, Steph, if I had a gold star, I would stick it right to your forehead. Yeah, that was the thing. I don't know if they do that nowadays, but back in the day, you would get a, a gold star. Oh my gosh, that makes me think of the um, episode where um, Matchmaker Michelle, where she's trying to hook up her dad and Miss Wiltrout, and... They're talking about Danny's manners, like, oh, he's pulling out a chair for you, and this and that. And the teacher says, oh, yeah, he gets a gold star for good manners. Like, and I'm just kind of thinking about the age difference between Danny and Miss Weltrout, and Michelle just wanted a mom so bad. But I'm just thinking, Miss Weltrout, I swear, probably was old enough to be Danny's mother. Ready whenever you are, Steph. Practice your show and tell. Hi, boys and girls. My name is Stephanie Tanner. For show and tell today, I brought something cuddly, cute, and adorable. May I present, may I present my little baby sister, Michelle Tanner. <laughs> Michelle is a baby. Her hobbies are drooling and babbling. Under here is her diaper, which I'm not allowed to change, but I've seen people do it, and it's gross. <laughs> Any questions? Yes, little girl? <laughs> does Michelle have a big sister who's really cool? Yes, she does. Me. <laughs> I love it. That was wonderful. Steph, if I had a gold star, I would stick it right to your forehead. Okay, um, <laughs> we gotta talk about this for a sec. Jesse comes in the door with a blue and yellow duffel bag. 
the way he comes in the door, it's like he's expecting no one to be in the living room. Really, do you not see all the lights on? I'm sure he didn't hear any voices like moments ago as he's walking up through the doorstep. But when he sees that their living room is in fact occupied, he tries to make a quick retreat. Cause yeah, Danny sees him like Jesse, and Jesse says, "Hi guys." Bye, guys. He really tries to duck out of there fast. Like, no, 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 wait a minute. See, that's the thing about living in the Tanner house. You do not have privacy. You're carrying a duffel bag. You bet three kids and an adult or two adults are going to want to know exactly what's in that duffel bag. You will not have time to run up the stairs to your room to hide whatever you're trying to get away with. Okay, so apparently for the last five days, guys, almost a whole week, Jesse has been sneaking in and out of this house, <laughs> this house, the house with a blue and yellow duffel bag. Yeah, yeah, he says you've been carrying that blue bag with not one word of explanation. Well, first of all, does he really need to tell you what's in there? He's not doing anything illegal, I promise you this. He's not doing anything illegal. Why he didn't think the family would really, because at this point, again, this is episode 18 of... 22 episodes no i'm sorry it's episode 21 of like 22 24 episodes and at this point we really we haven't gotten really too much elvisness until this episode stephanie not stephanie i'm sorry dj is just oh she can't handle it She's like, Uncle Jesse's driving me crazy. Just answer one question. Where do you go with that blue bag? And he says, out. And Stephanie asks, out where? And he says, outside. And that's two questions. Goodbye. <laughs> you know, if he had just went through the backyard and went up the stairs, he would have been safe. Yeah, he's like, all right, goodbye. Opens the door and here comes Joey. But Joey comes in and he is pure energy he's like hello i love everyone i love you and you and you and you and and of course jesse they've been how long they've been it's been at least six months seven months seven months right around that yeah that's that's how long it's been and uh <laughs> you know we can only take so much of joey's enthusiasm and uh, bubbliness <laughs> especially jesse Joey, tell me, did you win the lottery? Is that why you're so psyched? Is that why you're so excited at like eight something at night? What's going on? See, that is something. Someone comes in like that, like, oh my gosh, I love everyone. I love you and you and you and you. I have the greatest day. And I'd be like, okay, I want details. Tell me what happened. What's going on? I want to know. I am just that kind of an inquisitive person. Like, I have to know everything. Okay, wait a minute now. Notice this. Joey himself is carrying a blue duffel bag, a bit bigger than Jesse's. No one says a word. What's in the bag, Joey? What's in the bag, Joey? Let me see. Let me uh, help you with that uh, zipper. What's in there? Oh, he, he, he came bearing gifts, I'm telling you. He's got gifts for everybody. Everybody. If I walked in that house, he'd have a gift for me. She's all like, what's the matter with you? He's mocking you. He's like, this is you and you and you and you. What's going on with you, Joey? And Joey said, nothing. I got a call from my mom this morning. 
Like, don't worry, she's not dead. Um, she found an old savings bond of mine in her safe deposit box. Ooh, savings bond. Hmm. I am now. I now have five thousand founding fathers. Yes. I thought it was five thousand dollars at first. I thought maybe it was like fifteen hundred, but no. How? How? Oh my goodness, Joey! That he pulled it out of his pocket. It's not like he was like flashing around five thousand dollars. It's wrapped up in this tight rubber banded ball of cash. Five thousand dollars. What is that? All in hundreds? Everyone's like, all oh, right, great. They're all excited for him. Presents for everyone. Okay, first up, Michelle. He's got a little baby plastic Fisher-Price lawnmower for her. I love how he calls her a little toddlerette. That's so cute. I love her smile. She's so excited. Like, is this for me? I love her shirt. She's got little Bozo the Clown on the front of her shirt with a big old, like, poofy 3D nose cooler if like that like when you like move that little toy lawnmower like it bubbles came out of it and joey says now if you're real good next year you get the little baby weed whacker so all right dj's up next all right dj i'm afraid all i have for you is just two brightly colored pieces of paper and she says oh thanks and then she turns it over to <gasps> Spring Street tickets. Oh my, which is funny because in season one of Growing Pains, Mike Seaver also gets Springsteen tickets, which he goes to the concert with his dad. <laughs> well, she doesn't have time to enjoy them too fast because Jessica like rips them out of her hand. But she's like, oh, thanks. This is so rad. Springsteen tickets. And Jesse's like looking at him like, hey, good seats. Need a date? And DJ asks, maybe. What's in the bag? And he's like, <laughs> nice try. <laughs> I love, I love how Josie raises his eyebrows at her. Like, <laughs> nice try. Stephanie is like a jumping being. She's like, me next, me next. And <laughs> I love the way that Joey plays this. Like, oh, well, I'm sorry, Stephanie. I'm afraid. He's leading her up the front steps to the door. And says, but I'm afraid all I have for you is a brand new bicycle. It's like he's like Bob Barker or the announcer on The Price is Right. Stephanie is screaming. We don't even see the bike at first because it's out on the doorstep outside. And Danny is like, Joey, you you really shouldn't have. And we hear Stephanie say, oh, yes, he should. It's, I don't think there's training wheels on that bike. Wow. And she's like, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's like, oh, honey, there's steps there. It's like, don't ride in the living room. We're going to leave uh, tread marks all over the floor. Joey actually lifts the bike with Stephanie on it down the, the two front steps into the living room. So, <laughs> Joey's, like, jogging along her as she's riding into the kitchen, like, come on, Steph, we'll try it in the backyard. And she says, I can't stop, open the door. Can you imagine if she went down the stairs, like, into Joey's apartment on that bike? Oh, my gosh. How dangerous. Unless there's a baby, there might be a baby gate in front of it. There is not a baby gate. She could have turned and, like, went down the steps on that bike. Of course, Joey says, hey, don't go away, guys. I got presents for you, too. <laughs> He's talking to Danny and Jesse. Jesse. Hi, guys. 
Bye, guys. Wait a minute. <laughs> Jess, for the past five days, you've been sneaking in and out of this house carrying that blue bag with not one word of explanation. Uncle Jesse, it's driving me crazy. Just answer one question. Where do you go with that blue bag? Out. Out where? Outside, and that's two questions. Goodbye. Hello. I love everyone. I love you, and you, and you, and you, and you. I love you, and you, and you. What's the matter with you? Nothing. I got a call from my mom this morning. She found an old savings bond of mine in her safe deposit box. And I now have 5,000 founding fathers. Oh, yeah. Presents for everybody. Danny, get Michelle. All right. Okay, you're first, my little toddlerette. Here you go. A little baby lawnmower. <laughs> oh, mow yourself silly. Now, if you're real good, next year you get the little baby weed whacker. Okay, DJ, you're next. I'm afraid all I have for you is just two brightly colored pieces of paper. Seats. Need a date? Maybe. What's in your bag? Nice try. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Stephanie, but all I have for you is a brand new bicycle. Joey, you really shouldn't have. Yes, he should. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, wait a minute. Steph, no riding in the house. Hold on. Try it out in the backyard. I can't stop. Open the door. Okay, guys, don't go away. You got presents coming too. Right. So Joey even got gifts for Danny and Jesse. So I take it he does not have five thousand dollars anymore. He has less than that. Jesse pulls a bowl of cold fried chicken from the fridge <laughs> while he ruminates. What he thinks Joey might have gotten him. He's like, oh man, I hope Joey gets me a new motorcycle. That would be cool. Apparently, Jesse is dropping chicken bones into the sink. Because Danny pulls it up by um, some tongs. And Jesse's like, oh, I'm, I'm done with that. I'm like, well, I imagine you are. Because there ain't nothing left on that piece of chicken but the bone. And Danny's like, oh, I already know what Joey's getting me. And... Jesse asks, oh, really? What's that? $800 in cash. And Jesse says, whoa, that's a nice chunk of change. Why is he giving that money to you? 11 years ago, Danny loaned Joey $800 to fix his car. Let me tell you something, guys. Remember, what happened eight years ago? Hmm, well, I know that DJ's 11, so my guess is Eddie and Pam were just married how did he have eight hundred dollars just to give to joey as a loan i mean clearly danny definitely you could say that he is good with his money but in 11 years joey has not had the money to pay him back until now that's the thing joey is really uh i guess the word may be frugal like just a a wasteoid when it comes to money you know it's burning a hole in his pocket Whereas Danny is the saver.
And Jesse's like, well, you better get that money fast before he burns through more of it. Buying everyone gifts. Okay, so this is what aggravates me. Danny says, oh, I don't want Joey's money. The fact that he's finally paying me back is such a beautiful and touching gesture. That's why I'm going to give the 800 right back to him. Then why even bother to bring it up? What a waste. If uh, Joey's mom hadn't found that savings bond, Joey still would not have 800. And the thing is, over 11 years, Joey could have paid that back. Little by little over the course of it, over a decade. He could have already paid that back. And Jesse says, aw, that's the most generous, stupid thing I've heard in my life. Like, Danny, you could use that money on the girls. Boom. There's some Christmas gifts, birthday gifts. You could go take them to, well, I'm sure, I don't know how much it costs to go. They already went to, di no, they didn't. But yeah, I mean, I would have, Joey doesn't, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Thank you. I'm through with that. Thanks. Dan, I, I hope Joey gets me a new motorcycle. That'd be cool, huh? <laughs> I already know what Joey's getting me. What's that? $800 in cash. Whoa, nice chunk of change. <laughs> Why? Well, 11 years ago, I loaned Joey $800 to fix his car, yeah. but he hasn't had the money to pay me back until now. <laughs> Better get it fast. <laughs> I don't want Joey's money. The fact that he is finally paying me back such a beautiful and touching gesture. That's why I'm going to give the $800 right back to him. Oh, that's the most generous, stupid thing I've ever heard in my life. So now we get <laughs> to the living room with the blue bag and DJ and Michelle. This is a, it's a cute scene because it seems like we get more... I'm just thinking back to just one of the guys with DJ and Michelle. They're just adorable scenes. DJ cannot keep her paws off this blue bag. She just can't. She She's like pacing around and going, oh, I don't care what's in the bag. I don't care. She runs over like she's going to unzip it. She has to slap her own hand like, no. And then she looks to Michelle. She says, I shouldn't do it, should I, Michelle? And you just, you, we shoot over to Michelle's expression Shaking her head, no, she's in her playpen. Oh, but the thing is, DJ's got a plan. Hmm, what if I don't open the bag, but, oh, she's got a cookie for Michelle. Michelle's eyes are already as big as saucers, but you add a cookie to that, they've tripled in size. <laughs> Just follow that cookie as DJ is waving it around. Like, look, Michelle, I've got a cookie. Don't you want a cookie? It's yummy. <laughs> She's going to use Michelle as bait. Like, okay, here's the cookie. She's got her hands. <laughs> Michelle's got her hands. I'm like, gimme, gimme, gimme. Does she have enough teeth in her mouth to chew on an Oreo? So she's leading Michelle. She pulls her out of the playpen, leads Michelle over to the blue bag. I love how Michelle's taking little baby steps to get the cookie. And DJ opens the bag just a little and drops the cookie in. Oh no, the cookie.
cookie fell in the bag, Michelle. Go get it. Yeah, and <laughs> no, Michelle does not unzip the bag because he's just like, come on, Michelle, unzip the bag. Let's see what's in there. Oh, Michelle doesn't need to do that. Oh, she's looking for the cookie. She just slips her arm inside the bag. She starts rooting around. And, of course, DJ's like, no, Michelle, forget the cookie. What? Open oh, up the bag, Michelle. Let's see what Uncle Jesse's hiding in there. Unbeknownst to DJ, Danny and Jesse are walking into the living room from the kitchen. He says, never mind the cookie. Get the zipper open. Let's see what Uncle Jesse's hiding there. The, oh, the door that's between the kitchen and the living room was actually shut. You see Jesse make a beeline over there. He is like, he's walking with a purpose. But Danny's got this look like, oh my kids. Oh my kids. I got the cookie. <laughs> she is so happy. And DJ's like, you, you found it. You found the cookie. She hoping that just Michelle would just keep her arm down there and keep rooting for the cookie. I love how Jesse sits right behind DJ on that footrest and he says, "May I help you?" And DJ jumps up, points an accusing finger at Michelle, and says, "She did." <laughs> and I love Jesse says, "Shame on you, Michelle." Oh, Michelle doesn't care. She twists the top off that Oreo, and she's like, oh, I have my Oreo. I'm good. I, I don't, You can say whatever you want. I, I mean, I just care about the cookie. <laughs> she don't care! <laughs> yeah, Jesse bends down to Michelle's level and, like, points a finger and is like, shame on you, Michelle. And Michelle goes to look at the top of the cookie. She's like, no, wait a minute. The cream's in the middle. Oh, I have to twist the top off of it. And he, I love how he, like, taps her on the nose and says, oh, you don't want to grow up to be a nosy busybody, do you? Looks right at DJ as he says that last part. And Jesse tells Michelle, okay, your punishment is to give me one kiss. One kiss, come on, one kiss. And she, oh, this is so cute. <laughs> so Jesse kisses her on the cheek, and Michelle takes steps like she's, Ready to walk off stage back to her mom, but DJ, like, picks her up and puts her back in her playpen. Oh, no! DJ picks her up and says, thanks for trying, Michelle. And she heads up the stairs with Michelle. I'm sure Michelle's like, but I want to go over to my mom! <laughs> Little baby Olsen. I don't care, it's in the bag. Oh, no! I shouldn't do it, should I, Michelle? You 
and be a nosy busybody, do you? Your punishment is to give me one kiss. Come on, one kiss. Michelle. Joey peeks his head in to the living room and says, you guys ready for your presents? And Danny, he says to Jesse, I've been ready for 11 years. I'm thinking he's going to be so, he's going to be so disappointed. <laughs> and it's not an envelope with $800 in cash. Both are disappointed, but no much source. But Danny is very, very disappointed because Joey hands them both an envelope and it's a lifetime pass to the Great American Amusement Park. Oh, well, no, Jesse pulls his out and then he's just kind of looking at it like, what, what is this? Does Jesse look like the amusement park type? Oh, he went here, he says, oh, a pass to the Great American Amusement Park. And Joey says, oh, Jesse, no. It's a lifetime pass. Oh, hey, guess what? He can take the twins when, uh, like, in about, like, seven plus years. <laughs> so, yes, Danny does not know. Like, all right, open yours, Danny. And Danny says, oh, well, actually, I kind of already have a hunch at what you got me. Oh, yeah. A uh, great, a pass to the Great American Amusement Park. Yeah, he, he's so disappointed. Well, and irritated. A lifetime pass to the Great American Amusement Park? Hey, you can take the kids. You can go every weekend if you want. I love, I love how Jesse, <laughs> laughing so hard, he leans his, his forehead on Danny's shoulder. He's like, ah! Because he knew what Danny was hoping it would be. And it wasn't that. <laughs> Jesse says, hey, we can double. <laughs> Joey is still, he's not through spending money. It's like, Danny, wait to see the pinball machine I bought. And Danny looks at him and he says, you bought a pinball machine? He's probably, Danny's probably thinking, like, when, when is it going to get to my $800? Is he going to have any money left to give me? $800? Joey is spending this money like he's a kid who got a gift certificate to Toys R Us back in 1988. I mean, Joey's probably like, Danny, I have $5,000. I may never get $5,000 again. It's a genuine 1964 Gumby and Pokey pinball machine. Now, I've heard of Gumby. Who is Pokey? Wait, I think sometimes... Hold on, I gotta look this up. I gotta figure this out. I think, I thought there's like a horse or something. Whose name, is the horse's name Pokey? Let me look. Okay, so it is a horse. Gotcha. All right. Innovative claymation adventures of Gumby and his horse Pokey. What is Gumby actually, like, what is he supposed to be exactly? It doesn't say that he's anything. He's got an orange pony named Pokey. Was introduced during the earliest episodes. Uh, oh. Uh, clay humanoid? I guess that's what the internet is referring to. Gumby. And Joey says, oh, and the beauty part about it? I picked it up for a mere $1,275. $1,275! $1, Guys! This is 1980! 
grand is a bit. But... Danny's had enough. He really lays into Joey. He's like, Joey, this is why you're always broke. This is why you can't pay me my $800 that I loaned you 11 years ago. That's surprising he doesn't start going through Joey's pockets. Like, where's where's my $800, Joey? Every time you have a nickel in your pocket, you blow it. And Joey just sends this one big joke. Like, oh, come on, Danny, lighten up. <laughs> so, Joey is just there. He's, like, walking around the living room with jo- with Danny following right behind him. Like, Joey, have you ever considered doing something with your money besides, you know, just throwing it away? And Joey's like, oh, like what? And Danny says, well, what about putting it in a, I don't know, a savings account? Or buying a T-bill, paying off your old debts, investing. And then this is when Joey turns on Danny and says, well, well, wait a minute. Old debts? I don't have any old debts. Oh, and let Danny enlighten you, Joey, as to what he's referring to. Yeah, he's like, Danny, I don't have any old debts. Be serious. Who would be stupid enough to loan me money? Joey just starts laughing. And Danny laughs along with him, and he says, (laughs) me. And again, Joey is like, oh, yeah, right, Danny. When did you ever loan me money? When did I ever borrow money from you? Palm Springs, March 12th, 1977. Your car blows up again. As usual, Joey, you're broke, and I loan you my last $800. Oh, my gosh. 1977, $800. Oh, my gosh. And Danny was a parent for the first time. Can you imagine... He's newly married. He had a, you know, he's still, I would figure, finishing up college. Newly married with a baby, and he's got $800 to give to Joey. And the fact that Joey's car is constantly breaking down all the time. And he's, he's like, well, look, Joey's my friend. I need to help him out. He's stranded. And that, I mean, $800 back then was probably, what, at least to, like, a couple or a few months worth of rent? Because, you know, they weren't, I don't think they were not living in the Tanner home in 1977. No way. My guess is they probably bought that house shortly before, just after Pam became pregnant with Michelle I wouldn't I wouldn't I would be surprised that yeah because they're probably living in an apartment with DJ and Stephanie and then it's like well Danny we're expecting another baby okay now we need to find a house now I mean not in 1987 but and the fact that he waits 11 years he could have used that $800 over the course of that decade, he could have had Joey on a payment plan over 11 years. You're telling me that Joey is so broke that he can't afford $80 a year to pay back Danny over the course of a decade. And Joey's like, oh my gosh, Danny, I I completely forgot. And Joey sits down on the front stoop and he's like, 
Danny, why did you wait 11 years to say something? And apparently Danny said, well, I was going to give you two more years. That is something that you would be on that person. If you loan them your last $800 and you're barely making it, you would be on them like, hey, uh, when are you going to pay me that $800? You know, I can take a payment plan if you want to do a little money at a time. But you would want that money back. So, just to make things square, Joey says, look, Danny, here, just, just take the money back with interest. Take the whole ball. That is so unsafe. Speaking of safe, he probably should have something to keep that money in since he's not going to deposit it into an account of any kind. So Danny says, I don't want it, Joey. All I wanted was for you to offer to pay it back. And of course, Joey's like, oh, yeah, sure. That's why you brought up paying off debts. Take it. So it's just a... Back and forth, and it just, it, this continues throughout the rest of the episode. So, they keep back and forth with this disgusting money ball. Joey, I want you to invest it. And Joey says, I am. I'm investing it to you and getting you off my back. And Danny's like, oh, off your back? It's like, yeah, take the money ball. And they keep tossing it back because it's all rubber banded. Okay, so I kind of, let's say, okay, Joey started out with 5000 right? You got twelve seventy five for the Gumby Pokey, gum, what a pinball thing. You got, I'm going to say there's two Springsteen tickets. I'm going to put them each at 100 bucks. Uh, 70s bike, subtract another 100 Uh, Michelle's little, um, push lawnmower toy thing, like $35. This is 1988 after all. Oh, the Lifetime American whatever pass. Let's let's subtract another $100, $200 for each of those. So he would have a grand total of about maybe just over 3000 bucks. So in that amount of time, he blew through $2,000. I would have said, here, here's your $800. Here's, you know, 200 more. Let's make it an even thou, and I'll take the rest and put it in savings or whatever. You guys ready for your presents? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're ready for 11 years. <laughs> Here you go. Jess and Danny. Thank you. All right. A pass to the Great American Amusement Park. <laughs> a lifetime pass. <laughs> All right, Danny, open yours. Well, actually, I already kind of have a hunch, but you got me. <laughs> a lifetime pass to the Great American Amusement Park? Hey, we can double. See you guys. See ya. Danny, wait till you see the pinball machine I bought. You bought a pinball machine? A genuine 1964 Gumby and Pokey pinball machine. And the beauty part about it? I picked it up for a mere 1275 bucks. Joey... This is why you're always broke. Every time you have a nickel in your pocket, you blow it. Hey, come on, lighten up. <laughs> Joey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Have you ever considered doing something with your money besides just throwing it away? Well, like what? Like what? Like putting it in a savings account or, 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 or buying a T-bill or paying off your old debts or investing in fresh wait, metals. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, back up. You said old debts. Danny, I don't have any old debts. Be serious. Who'd be stupid enough to lend me money? <laughs> me. 
yeah, that's a good one. When did I ever borrow money from you? <laughs> Palm Springs, March 12, 1977. Your car blows up again. As usual, you're broke, so I loan you my last $800. Oh, my God. Danny, I completely forgot. Why did you wait 11 years to say something? I was going to give you two more years. Danny, look, here. Just take the money back with interest. Just take the whole ball. I don't want it. All I wanted was for you to offer to pay it back. Oh, sure. That's why you brought up paying off my old debts here. Joey, I want you to invest it. I am. I'm investing it and getting you off my back. Off your back? Yes. I don't want it. I don't want it either. So now we head upstairs to Jesse's room. Now on the back of the door, instead of Elvin in the chipmunks dressed like Don Johnson in Miami Vice, we have a full door-sized poster of Elvis in his white jumpsuit. We see Jesse come behind his door dressed in an almost identical Elvis white jumpsuit doing karate moves. Audience loves this 110%. Of course, he's practicing for his debut as an Elvis impersonator. He even does a thank you, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, you're a beautiful audience. Of course, DJ <laughs> knocks on the door, Uncle Jesse, and of course he does a hold your horses, little mama. Oh, I mean, hold on. <laughs> he grabs a bathrobe to put on over his jumpsuit. Which I get it. He is allowed to have privacy for, you know, his personal life and everything. But it's like, why wouldn't you want the family to see that? You know they'd be supportive of it. This has got to be very much a pain. Because even though... He's got a bathrobe on. It only comes to knee level, and he has to um, pull up the pants. It's a one-piece jumpsuit, and he has to pull up the legs as far as the, the pant legs up past his knees. So that way, yeah, because when he opens the door, they see him in just the robe. They're a bit uncomfortable. He's actually, he is hunched over, and the door is unlocked, so he's like, come in. And Stephanie is like, why does he want to come see me do my show and tell? And Jesse says, girls, I'm very busy. May I help you? I'd be like, dude, you could have just said, look, I'm busy right now. Can you come back later? And here comes Danny wanting to talk to Jesse about this whole thing with Joey. Danny, this is very intrusive. Danny goes over to Jesse, and he's like, Jesse, what do you have under your robe? And I agree with Jesse. He's like, Daniel, what a man has under his robe is his own business. And he says, Daniel, you're entitled to know a lot of things about my wife. But what a man has under his robe is his own business. You can even see his uh, the, co the white collar of his jumpsuit poking out of the top of his robe. And if you look hard enough, you, I mean, you can also see the pant legs of the jumpsuit. Here comes one pant leg sliding down. 
The girls and Danny all see this. Danny opens Jesse's robe and sees the white jumpsuit. And Jesse says, don't be cruel. <laughs> and Danny agreed to, like, you know what, Jess, you're right. What a man has under his robe is none of my business. But you made it your business by opening his robe. So DJ is thrilled. She's oh, this is so cool. I should have looked in that bag sooner. Like, no, you shouldn't have, Deej. Okay, so he's like, all right, everyone, sit down. All right, so here's the deal. I'm doing this tribute to the king. The show is called Rock and Roll Heaven. He says that he's trying to save up money. I got some new songs. I want to make demos. What new songs? Songs that aren't covers sung by other people? Songs that don't exist until you put them out into the ether? And Jesse says, look, it's only for a week. I'm doing it tonight and that's it. I mean, I would want to see that show. I We do get to see the show. But, I mean, I think it would be cool. So, Stephanie asks, well, why didn't you tell us? And Jesse tells her, well, I'd like to think of myself as having my own musical identity, you know? I'm like, Jesse, you dress as Elvis Presley. That is not your own musical identity that's Elvis's. And you're singing covers all the time that None of those songs are yours, so you don't have your own musical identity until you start making your own stuff that doesn't sound like everything else that's ever been done. So Jesse's like, oh, when I'm up on stage, I'm shaking and wiggling. And of course, Danny's like, I gotta see the show. And of course, the girl's like, oh, me too. Definitely. We all have to be there. And, and Jesse's like, no, 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 I don't think it's a good idea you guys coming down there. I'm like, why? Is it, a, is it a 21 and over club? I mean, what, what, I mean, I know that when they're there, a lot of it is the older crowd that did, you know, grow up alongside Elvis. That just, yeah. Basically, it's a senior citizen crowd 55 and older. I mean, and when I say senior citizen, I mean what constituted as a senior citizen back in 1988. And Danny's like, Jess, look, we just want to go there to cheer you on. That's all. We just want to support you. And Danny even is like, don't worry. I promise nobody's going to make fun of you. Joey walks by and immediately starts laughing at Jesse. Even a picture on Jesse's wall of James Dean. Yeah, Joey comes in. He's got this wild, bright colored shirt, multi- with like fuchsia and yellow and lavender and blue and green and just all these colors. Because he's like, oh, Danny, I was going to... He takes one look at Jesse and just starts laughing. I'm like, Joey, have you looked in the mirror and seen what you're wearing? Yeah. Hi, girl. Thank you very much, ladies and You're beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very busy. May I help you? Jesse, can I talk to you about... <laughs> Jesse? Yes? What's under your robe? Daniel, you're entitled to know a lot of things about my life. But what a man has under his robe is his own business. 
Don't be cruel. You're right. What a man has under his robe is none of my business. Oh, this is so cool. Should have looked in that bag sooner. All right, sit down. I'm doing this tribute to the king. A show is called Rock and Roll Heaven. I'm trying to save us some money. I got some new songs. I want to make some new demos. It's only for a week. I'm doing it tonight, and that's the last night. Why didn't you tell us? Well, I like to think of myself as having my own musical identity, you know? And I don't know. I just feel I'm up there, you know, I'm shaking, I'm wiggling. <laughs> I gotta see this show. Me too. Let's go. No, 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 no. I don't think it's a good idea you guys coming down here. Jesse, we just want to go there to cheer you on. Don't worry. I promise nobody's going to make fun of you. Hey, Danny. Uh-huh. Okay, now we're at the rock and roll heaven thing. We got Marilyn Monroe, or woman, woman dressed like Marilyn Monroe, singing, I think, Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, or whatever. Danny reminds Joey, like, hey, look, we're not going to fight in front of the girls, okay? And Joey says, I'm sure if I forget, you'll remind me 11 years later. girly <laughs> this is funny dj i love what she's wearing she's got a cowboy hat a black jean jacket it's really stylish she is in the running for best outfit of the episode but what she says here she oh check it out a madonna look-alike she wouldn't know that's marilyn monroe i've never seen anything with marilyn monroe danny has to correct her like no honey that's marilyn monroe Oh, DJ! DJ can't believe she's like, really? Boy, did she rip off Madonna. I'm like, no, sweetie, I, I don't think. No, Marilyn Monroe was way, way earlier than Madonna. Way earlier than Madonna. At least by, what, 20 years? Oh, okay, um, hold on a sec. No, actually, um... So I'm like a hot came out in, what was it, 59? She's got, yeah, 55, 59, 53, a lot of stuff. I don't know what some of that other things is. But anyway, anyway, uh, she's born in uh, June 1st. Yeah, that's my dad's birthday. Uh, 1926, and she passed away August 5th, 1962, at 36. So actually, I believe Marilyn Monroe was just her stage name because she was born, according to IMDb, Norma Jean. Well, it makes me think of that country song called Norma Jean Riley. Yeah, Norma Jean Riley, a song by Diamond Rio that came out in 92. I mean, I haven't seen, like I said, I haven't watched any Marilyn Monroe movies, so I really don't <laughs> have anything to compare this to, but... I would say this actress, actress portraying Marilyn Monroe does feel smidge over the top. She actually points at Joey. Well, I don't think she points at Joey, but Joey, like, thinks this woman's looking at him. Joey actually stands up and applauds, and J Danny has to, like, pull him down like, Joey, please. So, when I see the mi mixture of 
the people watching this rock and roll heaven thing, it is a good mixture of 20-somethings, 30-somethings, and upward, so... I think I was just confused, like, in the trivia, it said, like, when Jesse's performing, he throws his scarf, and two ladies, like, fight over it, it's, um, John Stamos' mother, and I think Jeff Franklin's mother, so that's why I kind of, and again, like I said, I haven't watched this episode in years, so... I'm sure if I forget, you'll remind me. Eleven years later. Let's check it out, a Madonna lookalike. No, that's Marilyn Monroe. Really? Why did she rip off Madonna? I like to start off with one of my biggest records. It's about this big. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, hit it, fellas. Well, since my baby left me, well, I finally moved to grow. Was down at the end of Lonely Street.
So yeah, that just that performance by Jesse is Elvis. That was really good. I really liked it. I, he had like four to four or five scarves because he also gave one. Well, he gave one to the ladies, and then he gave one each to Stephanie and DJ. So now we're back in the house. Joey's bringing in baby Michelle. Where was she? Did they pick her up from the sitter because she's wearing pajamas? Anyway, Danny is like, oh, yeah, Jesse was great. Wasn't he, girls? Wasn't your uncle Jesse great? And they both come in singing part of an Elvis song. I love how the, the audience, the ladies react to the girls singing Elvis Presley to Michelle. And they both drape Michelle with the scarves. <laughs> So Danny's like, all right, it's all time for Junior Elvi to head to bed now. <laughs> and as DJ and Stephanie go up the stairs, DJ turns and says, Elvis has left the living room. <laughs> oh, Jesse was great, wasn't he? Girls, wasn't your uncle Jesse great? head upstairs Joey's like oh they're cute aren't they aren't they adorable yeah here take your money and they keep tossing this disgusting money ball back and forth so Jesse comes in still dressed as Elvis wearing the sunglasses which it's dark outside why would you do that I know it's for a look here comes Marilyn Danny and Joey look so uncomfortable. They're like, hello. And Jesse says, oh, uh, guys, I'd like you to meet. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't get your real name. And she says, Marilyn. <laughs> Jesse's, oh, well, there's a coincidence for you. <laughs> Jesse makes a Three Stooges joke. Marilyn, this is Larry, Mo, and the little one's Curly. So it turns out. The show offered Jesse the Elvis shop for as long as he wants it or until his hips give out. Until he dislocates his hips. Gotcha. Jesse is still on the fence about this. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do about this. But he turns to Marilyn and says, I mean, uh, tell me something, Marilyn. Doesn't it ever get to you pretending to be Marilyn Monroe? And she says, pretending? I am Marilyn Monroe, silly. And Jesse gets this creeped out look on his face. And even Danny and Joey are just like, uh, yeah, sure. Like, get the crazy lady out of the house, please. Yeah, because <laughs> Jesse's like, yeah. And Danny says, sure. Uh, it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> so Danny and Joey get out of the, like, oh, if you excuse us, Miss Monroe, we have to put the baby to bed. And then D Joey says, oh, by the way, I love your work in Some Like It Hot. I'm like, dude, she's not really Marilyn Monroe. You're feeding into her delusion. So, she, <laughs> uh, this lady is a nut. She's like, oh, I have to go now. 
Are you going to call me? No, he is not going to call you, ma'am. He is not going to call you. As soon as you shut, as soon as you leave, he shuts the door and locks it. And he's like, yes, Marilyn, sure. <laughs> so she says, it's in the book under M-O-N-R-O-E. And then she kisses him and then she like pops her back leg up. Yeah, Jesse also pops his back leg up. Jesse is so taken by this kiss. He's like, oh, that's M-R-O- M-R-N-O-E-O-E. Aren't they cute? They're adorable. Ah, adorably cute. Take your money. Will you stop it, Joey? Take the money. I can't believe you're still doing this. Knock I can't it believe off. you won't take it. You st- Hello, boys. Elvis for as long as I want or until I dislocate my hips. Hey, congratulations. Thanks. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks. I don't know what I'm going to do, though, guys. I mean, uh, tell me something, Marilyn. I I never get to you, you know, pretending to be Marilyn Monroe. Pretending? I am Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Fine. Sure. If you'll excuse us, Miss Monroe, (laughs) we have to put the baby to bed. By the way, I loved your work in Some Like It Hot. I'm terribly sorry, but I've got to go now. Well, thank you for stopping by, Marilyn. Hey, are you going to call me? Yes, Marilyn. Okay, it's in the book under M-O-N-R. Fetch M R N O E O E. So now we're in the kitchen with Danny and Joey. Joey's trying to make a sandwich. He can't find a knife, so he just pulls one that's already been used that's been sitting in the sink. Gross proceeds to wipe it on the side of his pants. Okay. <laughs> you hear the audience go, ew! Okay, Danny, can we stop with this? He's like, Joey, allow me to demonstrate how a mature adult constructs a sandwich. But he put that sandwich together quickly. Because Joey takes a sandwich and goes over to the table and says, okay, go for it, Mr. Adult. Danny's being kind of a jerk right now. First off, my friend, we start with a clean knife as he pulls one from the drawer. So he takes two slices of bread, uses the knife for mayo, and of course it's like, oh, I bet you get another knife for the mustard, and Danny's like, have to. You do not have to! Don't just rinse the one in the sink is right next to you, and that should be enough. Another clean knife for the mustard. And then we paint it on. Oh my goodness. He is just being really annoying here. You're not Bob Ross. Just put the mustard on the bread and throw some.
some meat on there and call it a sandwich and call it a day. Now it's time for the meat and the cheese. He's like, and we alternate ham, cheese, ham, cheese. So that in every bite, we have an equal amount of ham and cheese. Yes, this feels like OCD-ish behavior. And Joey looks at Danny. It's, just, it's like, you don't need therapy, do you? And Danny said, oh, is that supposed to be funny? And Joey says, I knew you'd say that because, you, yeah, he basically says, you are so predictable, Danny. Yeah. Danny's like, oh, I knew you'd say that. What's that supposed to mean? And Joey tells him, well, Danny, it means that you are the most predictable person on the face of this earth. I know, every, I know everything you're going to say before you even say it. Yeah, Joey is really just going to town on Danny. He's like, see, yeah, you are so pained by the numbers that even if the slightest little thing is out of place, you can't handle it. And Danny says, that's not true. Just the same as Joey says. It's like, yeah, I know every reaction you're going to have. I know everything you, you're going to say. So Joey decides to test this theory. Like, all right, well, let's just see how true it is. He lays up, he, he takes a piece of the crust. This is not a crumb, by the way. It is a piece of crust. It is like at least an inch in diameter. And he lays it right on the table in front of Danny. And Danny's like, doesn't bother me. It's like, mm, okay, well, here, let's try another piece. <laughs> Joey's like, look at that crumb. It's driving you nuts, isn't it? That is not a crumb! The way he is side-eyeing Joey right now, it's like he's trying to prove that it's not bothering him, but you can tell it's bothering Danny a lot. Joey, just, he's really just going at Danny like this. Puts down another small piece of bread, because I'm not calling it a crumb, because it's not. He tells Danny, they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And Danny goes to reach his hand out. And Joey says, don't touch them, they're alive. <laughs> and Joey goes on saying, like, oh, this place is a pigsty. And Danny gets up from his chair and is like, oh, yeah, make jokes. Because everything's a joke to you, Mr. Comedian. And Danny, and Danny, Joey stands up and says, that's right. You only go around once. You might as well get all the smiles in you can. Danny, come on now. He's like, yeah, smiles are great, Joey, but you were almost 30 years old and you still watch cartoons. Excuse me. There's nothing wrong with a 30-year-old watching. There's nothing wrong with a 40-year-old watching cartoons. Yeah, Danny's like, you see, he says, it's like living with Pee Wee Herman. And there we get the Pee Wee Herman joke. I know you are, but I cannot do a Pee Wee Herman to save my life. Oh, yeah, and Pee Wee Herman's voice, he says, well, sticks and stones my break my bones. But names will never hurt me. I've always thought it was sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. But whichever. He does the Pee Wee Herman laugh. Oh, and then he throws the money ball at Danny again. And Danny catches it. And then Joey runs down to his basement apartment. Will you stop bothering me? I am trying to make a sandwich. I need a knife. Knife? Knife. Joey, allow me to demonstrate how a mature adult constructs a sandwich. Okay, go for it, Mr. Adult. First, my friend, we start with a clean knife. 
we take two slices of bread, on the left slice, mayonnaise. Mmm. And on the right slice, mustard. I'll bet you get another knife. Have to. Another clean knife. And then the mustard we paint it on. Mmm. Now it's time for the ham and cheese. And we alternate ham, cheese, ham, cheese. So that in every bite, we have an equal amount of ham and cheese. You don't need therapy, do you? Is that supposed to be funny? I knew you'd say that. I knew you'd say that? What is that supposed to mean? It means that you are the most predictable person on the face of this earth. I know everything you're going to say even before you say it. Oh, do you? <laughs> See, you are so paint by the numbers that even if the slightest little thing falls out of place, you can't handle it. That's, That's not true. true. <laughs> well, let's just see how true it is. <laughs> Look at that crumb. Rather nuts, isn't it? Doesn't bother me. <laughs> no, doesn't bother you. <laughs> but what if... <gasps> There's two crumbs. They're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Don't touch them, they're alive. <laughs> this place is a pigsty. Sure, sure, make jokes. Because everything is a joke to you, Mr. Comedian. <laughs> That's right. You only go around once. You might as well get all the smiles in you can. Smiles are great. But you are almost 30 years old and you still watch cartoons. It's like living with Pee Wee Herman. Well, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. <laughs> so... Danny follows Joey down to his basement apartment, but not before picking up those two pieces of bread. Leaving the sandwiches untouched. Oh my goodness. And here we have Joey's patio furniture sitting around an end table. He's got clothes all over the place. Now it becomes a game of here, Joey, take this money ball. And they keep throwing it at each other it's like that is money that is like over a thousand dollars that you're just throwing around like it's nothing so danny goes over to joey and says oh you are such a baby and then joey does his pb herman voice again saying i know you are but what am i danny says all right then let's just settle this like we used to in the old days arm wrestling okay yeah 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 we get it you know everything that danny's gonna say of course, whoever loses has to keep the $800. Come on! I was just like, fine, give me the $800 or solid. This is, it's going on way too much. And honestly, if you think about it, this is pretty much, the episode is about the money. Jesse's side plot with the Elvis thing, tri tribute show was plot B. So, they're arm wrestling, and, oh, that's why those chairs are set up and the end table is set up like that. Okay. And Joey says, I can't remember the last time we did this. Danny's got a steel trap for a memory because he remembers down to the minute, the date 
the time, what the weather was like. June 22nd, 1979. And Julia said, like, why do you remember all this stuff? They're arguing again about, like, I don't want the money back. Stop it. I've had it with you. I don't want it. Of course, Jesse is still debating whether or not to take the gig or not. And he keeps, you know, he's interrupting, like, your fight is not important. This decision I'm trying to make needs your attention ASAP. Yeah, Jesse says there's something a little more important important than what you're arguing about. Me. I don't understand why this is confusion. It's like, either take it or you don't take it. It's good exposure for you. You get paid to do it. You enjoy the Elvis aspect. I mean, why not? Well, and I'm just thinking about fast forward five years down the road with Nikki and Alex dressed as little baby Elvis impersonators. Uh, he's, Jesse says, I think I should probably concentrate on my own music, don't you? I'm like, Jesse, you're not turning out any of your own music. You're playing covers with your band. Take the gig. It's not for very long. Seriously. It's not like you're playing tours with your band or going on tour anywhere with your band or have a bunch of gigs coming up. So may as well take the opportunity. Of course, Danny thinks Jesse should take the job you, since you need money for your demo tape. Of course, Joey tells Jesse, look, Jess, the only reason you should listen to him is if you lost a mitten when you were four. Yeah, and Joey says, you know, as for the job, I mean, I saw you out there tonight. You were singing songs that you love, just having a blast. That's why you should do it for fun. And Danny says, well, he needs the money. It's like, why are we even spending time arguing on this? You do it for because you love it and for the money and for the fun of it. That's it. Why does it got to be a debate that's split down the middle? And then Joey and Danny can't do an argument. I'm saying, for fun, for money, for fun, for money. And Jesse says, for fun and money, that's why I'm going to do this. Thank you, guys. You helped me make this decision. Oh, my goodness. I need to stop arguing. This is just, ugh. Before Jesse goes back upstairs, he says, you know, I don't know what I'd do without you guys, but I'm going to look into it. You both gave Jesse good advice. Can we kind of move past this, please? It's really getting old. You both basically gave the same advice. Because Danny goes over to Joey's bed and sits down, and then Joey comes over there and says, yeah, we make a great team. I think we really helped him. And Danny says, I guess that's why we've stayed friends for 19 years. Four months and three days. Da Danny, oh my gosh. Danny agrees, maybe I'm a little square, and Joey says, yeah, and I'm a little goofy. It's like, yeah, but you guys, honestly, you, you balance each other out. I mean, come on, he's hoping you raise your kids. That is a friend for life there. Danny says, you know, between the two of us, we make one heck of a guy. And Joey says, well, I mean, it makes sense. We were always there for each other. You know, you were there when I needed that $800. And, and Danny says, and you were there when I needed somebody to help take care of my kids. And Danny says, I can never repay you for that. And Joey tells Danny, he's like, Danny, you never need to, all right? Look, a debt is a debt. And that's all Joey wanted. He's like, I just want to clear ours up. So here, please take the money. Danny finally takes the money. And they shake on it. And Danny says, but I'm buying you a savings bond and a closet organizer. And 
<laughs> Joey's like, no, you're not. And Danny says, yes, I am. It's my money now. And he's telling Joey to make his bed. And Joey's like pulling the covers back. Oh my goodness. And they just start arguing. And that's how the episode ends. you gave Jesse. Thanks, I uh, thought yours was great too. I think we really helped him. Yeah, it's because we make a great team. I guess that's why we've stayed friends for 19 years. Four months and three days. Because <laughs> maybe I'm a little square. I'm a little goofy. You know what? Between the two of us, we make one hell of a guy. That makes sense. I mean, we've always been there for each other. I mean, you were there when I needed that 800 bucks. And you were there when I needed to have somebody help me take care of my kids. I can never repay for that. You never need to. Danny, look, a debt is a debt, and I just want to clear ours up, so here, please take the money. Okay. Thank you. But I'm buying you a savings bond and a closet organizer. No, you're yes, not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. It's my money now. Well, make your bed. No. All right, like I said, that's the episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. That was fun revisiting the first episode of Jesse and the new series, Jesse's Musical Career Journey. So, continuing on, we are going to jump ahead to season four, episode. Seriously. <laughs> no, it's season four. For heaven's sake. It is season... Oh, it's season five. I'm sorry, guys. Hold on a second. Wow. <laughs> All right. So, actually... Okay, so... 
Season 5, Episode 5, The King and I, October 15, 1991. In this episode, Jesse's on the verge of a record deal and ditches the annual tanner, tanner, tanner family picnic to write a hit song, struggling to find inspiration. He or help might be coming from an unlikely source. Actually, here's another um, synopsis. Jesse's working hard to wrap up a record deal and is told that writing a hit song will seal it. The rest of the Tanner family is looking forward to their family reunion and the competitive games in which they will be participating. Jesse is supposed to be Michelle's partner in the games, but he chooses to work over family and stays home to write. Later, an Elvis lookalike gives Jesse some much-needed perspective. So it turns out I had actually forgotten there is one other episode. It's actually also in Season 5 that I will be covering. Season 5, Episode 15, Play It Again, Jesse. When Becky returns to work, Jesse is uncomfortable with being a stay-at-home father to Nikki and Alex. Yes. So, next week is Season 5's The King and I. The week after that is going to be Play It Again, Jesse. So, worst outfit, gosh, I'm going to give it to Joey's multicolored, tropical-ish looking shirt. Best outfit, I want to give it to DJ. I liked her black jean jacket looking thing with the cowboy, black cowboy hat. I thought that was cute. And then, of course, runner-up is Jesse's Elvis outfit. The other teachable moment for this episode is... Do what you love to do, not just for the money, but also for because you love it. I mean, there's a thing where it's like sometimes you have to make a decision if you get an opportunity that gives you a little bit more income-wise versus something you love. I mean, that's totally up to do, but up to you. As far as I'm concerned, I would rather do something I love than do something I absolutely can't stand for a living just to make more money. Life is too short to be wasting time doing something you absolutely can't stand. As far as Danny and Joey are concerned, um, when it comes to, I mean, guys, it's never easy to ask for money, especially when you're financially hurting. But um, that's something that you and whoever you talk to about that is like you set up a payment plan and all of that. I, I mean, there are those court or afternoon court shows. A lot of it half the time is always something to deal with. So-and-so borrowed something or they borrow money and they haven't paid it back. Stuff like that. And it's like, just work something out with you. If you have to bring in a third, an official third party to actually set things in stone. So that way, I mean, that just sounds, but I mean, don't not say anything for a decade and they suspect when the person comes into money that you're like, oh, that money you owe me? You can pay it back to me now since you have it. Like, don't wait 11 years. Or, in Danny's case, he was going to wait two more years, making it 13 years. That is, I mean, come on, look. Like I said, over a decade, you could have had Joey paying you back $80 a year. And if you think about it, if you take $80, I don't even think this is going to work, $80 divided by 12 months, that's $6 a month. If Joey can't afford 6 bucks a month, I don't know. I mean, he's living rent-free in Danny's basement. So, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, come on now. Well, I mean, he wasn't always, he wasn't living in Danny's basement for, for a decade. But even still, like I said, come on, six bucks. Not, a, and that's, oh wait, that's a week. Never mind, I'm sorry. Or even, yeah, ten dollars, no, it was eight hundred dollars. Whoops, hold on a second. Oh my gosh, I think that's, hold on, oh my goodness gracious sake. Okay, so, eight hundred divided by fifty-two, that's fifteen dollars a week. I don't know, never mind. Forget, let's move on with our lives, shall we? All right, look forward to The King and I from season five next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye.